Welcome to Return to Oswald, a review on the HBO iconic show Oz. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Brandon and my internet bestie, Scar. And today we are looking into episode two of Return to Oswald. Uh, the reason why we're looking into Oz at all is because Brandon's never seen this shit before. And so I just find it endlessly funny to watch him freak out over stuff that happens in the show. Like we're living vicariously through him, but also I think this is a wonderful show to discuss um, and to just the topics and everything that they brought up back then, as well as the cast that they had is still amazing to me. And so I really do want to, I wanted to be able to discuss this with two of my closest. So uh, thankfully, Brandon was down to do a show with me and Scar was also available and I'm thankful for both of them. Uh, the second episode of uh, season one, episode two was called Visits, Conjugal and Otherwise. Um, Brandon, what, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? I don't know why y'all got me watching this. Like, this shit is wild. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Why do why did y'all watch this show? What's wrong with you? Do y'all something wrong with y'all in y'all head? Do y'all like torture? Do y'all like seeing people be fucking what's, miserable? Okay, so here's the thing. Back when this show was on, it wasn't like there was a whole lot on. It wasn't like it was now where you had like Netflix. Like, and then what made it worse is like you had to fucking catch these shits. Like, you couldn't just, you couldn't, you know, like I don't even know if TiVo was around. Like, that's I am mad that y'all are making me like this show, that I actually like this shit and I find it entertaining when it's nothing but misery after misery after misery after misery. I mean, I One just, dude got to fuck his wife, and then he comes back to much, much, much worse misery. I just want to point out that this show is came out before The Wire. Um, it came out before The Sopranos. It came out before any of them. And this was really the show that set the standard for HBO and what they did going forward. Because before this, they had what? Dream On? And um, maybe ain't nobody, Arliss. Ain't nobody watched. Ain't nobody watched Dream On or Arliss except for the fact that occasionally somebody might fuck. Like, that's hey, I watch I- Dream On because <laughs> of the fuck scenes, but I watched Arliss to see if a sports person was gonna show up, and I like Sandra O. Oh. Um, but this was the the thing that really led HBO into their newer, grittier phase. Like, this is what led to The Wire. This is what led to. Uh, True blood. This is what led to six feet, six feet under, and and the Sopranos and all that. And this show was on literally at the same time. No, this show came out before Sex in the City. Like yep. this was this this was it. This was the precursor. So when we sat down and watched this show, there was literally nothing else like this. This There was nothing like, there was no Breaking Bad. There was no uh, Snowfall. There was no anything like Oz. And so if you sat down and watched one episode and you you sat down and you watched it when it came out, you were 17, 18 years old. And you were just like, what the fuck? This is gully as shit. Like this before Belly. You know, this before most of the, I mean, yeah. What year did this come out? 97. Oh, yeah, I was 17. Yeah, that was before Belly. This came out like in the range of 
this is after Menace. This is after fr- after Friday, but before Belly. So people were primed for this in so many different ways. Me and my niggas, we was like, okay, that dude Adabisi is a savage. Okay, that dude Jefferson, he's Leon. <laughs> Leon plays Leon in everything. Leon starring as Leon. He got one face. He has one yeah. face. Yeah, like David Ruffin is the only semi departure from Leon. Like, and you know what? It was Leon as David Ruffin. It wasn't David Ruffin <laughs> as Leon. <laughs> no, yeah, this that that looked like it was the only time he was actually having fun with a role was where he <laughs> played David Ruffin. Everything else is just. I'm here for a do, paycheck. Do you know that the, the iconic line was not in the script and that reaction that Otis had, the character that played Otis had was real because he slid that in there just to fuck with him. Like it <laughs> 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 was that was not in the script. That I'm was just, not in the script that all that ain't nobody come to see you, Otis, was not in the script. And so like his face was like, what the fuck just happened? Like it, that was real. I just finished watching that on uh, Tubi because it's Tubi, you know, is a free streaming Tubi. and they have it on there in their movies for free. So I sat down and watched the Temptations episode one and episode two. And I was like, okay, yeah, he made that whole Leon so, was so the they, best. So they brought back the full versions because, yep. you know, they because I bought it from from TV when the shit aired. So I have two tapes when it for when it first aired and there's stuff that they cut out in order to make it one movie and i'm just like the stuff that they cut out was stuff that like made some of this shit make more sense so i was wondering when they were going to put the rest of it back in i've only seen that movie tacitly like walking by my mom watching it or somebody like that i've never because i watch them just like this looks this is too overdramatic for me. I can't do it. It is right there with the five heartbeats as far as overdramatic R&B uh, shit. The only difference <laughs> is the Temptations was real and the five heartbeats was fictional. And people uh, still get that mixed was, up. The five heartbeats was fictional, but all of that was based on the Dells who did all of the singing. Um, so, so all of that stuff was based off of the Dells who did the singing and, um, it will, it was mostly based off of the Dells, but there were some temptations, things that they added into the story to try to beef the story up. But the basic framework of that story is based off of the Dells who, um, you know, this, so we got, so we got Tommy, um, what the hell is his name from above the room? What's his name on Tommy the Shepherd. Tommy Shepard as a corn-rolled gangster in mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. We got J. Jonah Jameson as a neo-Nazi <laughs> Aryan gonna, Brotherhood You know leader. what? I do want to go ahead and I think I'm going to do this now. I'm, I think I'm going to crown him. I think I am. J.K. <laughs> Simmons is an epic motherfucking actor. I, I think I'm going to crown him. Like yeah. in the second episode, I think I'm gonna crown him, and it's because of that um, that scene that he had where he was talking to the investigator oh, no. <laughs> in front of the American flag and shit. <laughs> you know, that shit was great. That was fucking great. And Do you I- have that scene? Please tell me you have that scene. Of course. 
And oh, then the, God. The, the, the other scene where he flipped up when he when um when when the when they went to go check on Beecher and he and he was trying to make sure that Beecher was straight and won't go say nothing. He was like, Oh, are, are you okay? I'm just checking on you, just making sure you're all right, homie. I like you know that type of shit. Like the way he flipped that shit up and then kind of gave that look like you better not say nothing and then walked away. That shit was like his his acting is phenomenal. He said. Of course, the niggers did it. <laughs> the animals. That's the, the animals. First, that's the first line. Like for <laughs> the animals. I'm like, what is the fuck? This is Jay Jonah Jameson. What is going on? The niggers did it. <laughs> Big boy did it. The niggers did it. Like out the gate. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought that this was some of the best like punch you in the face first of all before we get there before we get there um the imdb summary of this episode is with shibetta and the prison brass in a race to uncover orderlani's killer for very different reasons we see how inmates react to visits both from their wife and in one case family members who are also in prison uh i do want to point out before we get to the schillinger monologue um soliloquy uh song um the first things that you hear in this episode is augustus saying fuck is a four-letter word (laughs) rape is a four-letter word wife is a four-letter word (laughs) so is love fuck is a curse so is love you know what that reminded me of when I heard that? I thought that was like a skit of like a spoken word actor in a Keenan Ivory Wayne's film. Exactly. Like, that's literally <laughs> what I thought when I heard that. So I was sitting there like, okay, uh, the, the episode starts. They have him talking about conjugal, conjugal visits and everything. And then for some reason, they have um, Ortolani. They give Ortolani access into the facility, the, the the morgue, to see Dina, or they let uh, Shabetta, sorry, they let Shabetta into the morgue to see Ortolani's body for some reason. I don't know how he got that pull. I don't know who he bribed. Like, when usually, if you're, no, no, if they the died, mom. wouldn't they have the, the significant other coming and identify no, the mom, The mom runs shit. That's what he was trying to tell Dino. Like, you need to chill. We run shit. We've been running shit for years. Like, they were talking about getting this nigga Veal in the first episode. Like, so, oh, yeah, in prison. Right. So, yeah. like, he's just like, yo, we run shit. Chill the fuck out because you're going to fuck this up for all of us. I like Veal. So then he comes in, he's looking at him, uh, he walks out, and then um, McManus is punk ass. I'm sorry, I don't like McManus. I, I have to say that now. At first, I just thought he was a liberal. Now I know he's a punk ass snitch. Um, <laughs> because uh, Healy really feels the same way I feel because McManus was like, yo, um, he. Well, first of all, Healy, the warden, and McManus are all talking. I think Healy's like the head CO or something like that. Yes. Because yes. there's no other way he would have been involved in the conversation between the warden and McManus because that's above his pay grade. But he's right. When he was like, yo, y'all strapped him down the hole and y'all drugged him up like a motherfucker. But then McManus was like, I didn't drug Ortolani. Dr. Nathan did. 
<laughs> but it didn't matter that we strapped Ortolani to the bed because your COs beat him up first. No, no, let, no. Let's be real. This how you know how much of a snitch ass bitch he was. This nigga said, "I, I didn't drug him. The doctor gave him four milligrams of like whoa, dog. exactly four milligrams." I told her taper off a little bit, and she said, "Grow some balls." <laughs> He was telling he was telling all the details. It's like you snitch motherfucker. And you like a punk ass motherfucker. Weren't you trying to fuck her in the first episode? Exactly. And then he's trying to fuck her in the second, too. You see how that works? I did. It wasn't my fault he got killed. It was Dr. Nathan's fault. I just strapped him down because they beat his ass. I mean, I saw him strangle somebody and then they beat his ass and then I strapped him down and then she drugged him up, but he wouldn't have died if the cops hadn't beat his ass. So really, Healy, you should be up for murder. (laughs) You should be ashamed of yourself, sir. I feel like if I had to pick somebody's side, though, I'm picking the doctor's side. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Always. I don't even even know. No, not the doctor. I mean, the the fucking white dude over the cop. Those between those two. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like he no. just want to beat a nigga's no. ass anyway. You know, yeah, he like just want to beat the shit I'm out choosing, of him. I'm choosing the warden. Look at the look on his face that you can see right now. Like, I'm choosing the warden's side. He's like, nigga, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? You know what? Like, honestly, <laughs> here's what's wrong with the... Here's why the warden's making that face that y'all can't see, but we're talking about. He's got that side eye face that you know us black folks make. But it's because... Everybody in this motherfucking facility is a goddamn racist. Like the white folks say niggas so fluently, like so effortlessly. And I'm not just talking about Schillinger. I'm talking about Healy. I'm talking about the investigator. I'm talking about everybody. But here goes the king of even all the, niggas. Even even the Italians uh, was like, yo, he talking to that 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 Mulliani, the, 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 the Mulliani or whatever Man. the fuck you call it, yo. The, he, they they went straight there. Like they didn't even try to hide it. Like yo, extra he, money for anybody he, who could fit Mulliani into a song and then give it to us as intro music. Um, somebody did. Hold on. Are you talking to that Mullion? <laughs> no, someone someone said someone said Mully. Was it was it uh what you call it? Was it Biggie? Biggie used Mully in a um, Biggie in used Mulliani. <laughs> that he, word? He, no, he used Mully. He didn't use Mullion though. No, but and he, and he, I just want to point out that before this show, I just thought that she was a famous singer slash actor that was in Love Don't Cost a Thing. Wow. <laughs> so here comes uh, the warden who tells his lead investigator, look, I want you to figure out who the fuck killed uh, Ortolani before uh, Shabetta's people find out who killed Ortolani. And the investigator's like, I'm on it. And the first person he interviews is Schillinger, who does this? Niggers did, Ortolani. <laughs> you got any evidence to prove that? Yeah, right, like you guys ever need evidence. You hear one of them admit to killing him? No. But think about it. Who else is there? Latinos? No. Burning isn't a spick style. Jesus. Niggers burn things. You could have done Ortolani. Yeah, sure. There's no Valentines between me and Dino. But when I kill a man, it's because he's standing in the way of my constitutional rights. 
as he stands in front of the American flag. I just Nigga. want to point that out. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you something. The only thing that's missing from this scene is dun, 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 dun. no, 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 no. Those 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 General Patton drums. Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Oh man, that would be so good right there. <laughs> All you hear in the back let me tell you something about niggers and fires. I kill to protect what's mine. What God has given me. The Sicilians understand that. The rest of these fucks have cut a man for a pair of sneakers, for a fucking cigarette. They are animals. I mean, it just so happens to work out that right after he says they are animals, they're fucking fighting. It's immediate. The moment he the moment he says that they are they are scrapping it out. For what reason? Because no one knows who actually at this point, no one knows who actually did this shit. Like, and they're just fighting for no fucking reason. Do y'all I mean, think the warden y'all think the warden has a kit in his head? Or is that how his hair normally is? Nah, man. I've seen him on too many shows. That that hair is forever. Cause he was in um what was he in recently where he was oh that bad boy spinoff la's finest with um with uh gabrielle union and jessica alba he what? plays hold gabrielle on, union's on. dad same conk well, hold on what and bad boy spinoff oh i'm sorry you didn't know about that it's on fox it's um it's called la's finest and it is it stars jessica alba and Gabrielle Union and uh the nigga who played um Kyle Watson <laughs> and another Wayne Martin yeah and another motherfucker oh, and it's Lord. literally oh. bad boys oh. it is bad boys like um Gabrielle wow, Union is. is Mike Lowry and oh, uh, he Jessica plays Alba. a cop uh yes he plays a retired cop and Jessica Alba and Gabrielle Union are the two cops and Dwayne Martin is also one of their partners, and then there's a white guy. Um, um what you call it? That's um old buddy from um from uh from yeah, give it Friday a moment. Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it is. Man. It's 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 the quarterback. It's Matt Saracen. It's Matt Saracen. Yeah, it's Matt Saracen. Um, and so, I just saw him in uh, Bad Girls. And so he, it, they are uh, solving crimes, and Jessica Alba has a family. And Gabrielle Union has cars and guns and all that kind of stuff. And it's literally a lady version of Bad Boys. I have to see this. What is does it is it on a streaming service? Yeah, uh, that's it. where I was watching it at. Uh, but then also it, it is on a streaming service. I think it's on Fox's streaming service. Um, but then my Damn, mom had it on um yeah, they have it on Voodoo. Um, but I then my Hulu. mom I said Voodoo. Um <laughs> My mom I also, I, I I don't have to pay for cable. My mom would take care of me. <laughs> my mom pays for Fox, so she has a recorder on her DVR. All right. I so know that. I just want to point out real there. I just want to point out real quick. I want to talk about the ease in which white people say nigger in TV shows and movies. Do you think they have to practice it? Uh. I think they're good actors. I think they're like, you know, the best one was the best one for me that kind of, I was like, he's saying this really smooth is um, 
when um, Leonardo DiCaprio did it in Django. In Django. The one he who said was, it the worst was Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino but, always said it like he was just happy to be saying it. Like, does it say dead nigger storage in my in my back room? Uh, yes. Uh, he does that very, very easily. And he always makes sure that it's in the scripts. Mm-hmm. So you know I gotta that. say it, it's in the script. You know what I mean? He he got that um shit. I can't think of anybody's name today. J.K. Simmons, He's his character goat. is so it's so like he has no emotion, but he's scary, but he's also like I don't know. I don't know how to, I've never seen a character like this. Like this dude is he's so calm with his racism. He's just well, you know exactly. And I, I mean, he's, I, he's racist Walter White after he got caught. <laughs> I don't want to take away from the fact that in the midst of him saying the niggers did it, like real smooth, the niggers did it. Um, I also want to point out the fact that he really did say, yeah, Latinos don't burn shit. That's the niggers. Wait, what? <laughs> like, where you get this data from? Like, what? I just... <laughs> I mean, what, like, just, hey, uh, hey you know what it was? He wasn't invited to one too many cookouts, and so he just figures we just burn shit on the grill. We burn on the grill. That's what it is. I think, I think I this think... is post Rodney King, and he saw people ri- ri- uh, rioting on Rodney King, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Well, you know, it wasn't any Latinos out there." So I mean, but you yeah. also have to think this was made years ago, and like the 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 kind of stereotype of the kind of violence that Hispanics did was stabbings. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't burn shit, they stab niggas. Like, that's what they do. <laughs> so, I just want to talk real quick, Brandon. Um, you, you never asked me what I thought about the episode, by the way. I just want to put that up. Scar, what do you think about the episode, Michael? I'm so sorry. I thought this was a huge letdown from the first episode. Like, Really? I, and I watched it twice. I was just kind of like, okay, the first time I fell asleep, I'm not even going to lie. I, had to, I re-watched it an hour ago. And I kind of skipped through the parts that that I, I remember that I watched because I fell asleep. Um, you fell asleep during this crazy shit. I thought I it, thought I that th- it was a great episode. I thought it went down a bit. I, I personally, well, it I had did. look, but I know, I looked at it. But but I know what all of this stuff is setting up. Here's here's, so the, I, way, here's the way that I took the the first episode. First episode, the pilot. HBO, I think, was smart in the way that they set that pilot up, or the folks who wrote. The, uh, wrote Oz were smart in the way they set that first pilot up because if it didn't pick up that was literally an open and closed story that was the story of Dino Ortolani open and closed all the way through I that last week yeah no that's what I'm saying so if that pilot didn't get picked up if they were just like we don't want to do this anymore then the people who saw would have at least saw a full story mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the second one they're like okay now we're going to start building shit up which I'm okay with that. It was still interesting. They had some pretty good CGI, uh, pretty good special effects for that burnt body too. Man, it looked much better this time around than it did in the pilot. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, much better. <laughs> much better. Because because it, it looked it looked a little half and half the first episode. Exactly. In the second one, it looked like niggas went to town on it. Like, okay. <laughs> This nigga came back and put a little bit more fluid on this side. Like, that's a <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he salt bathed that shit with some lighter fluid. Like, <laughs> so, um, so then the governor gets on. 
Oh God! So wait, no, before the governor gets on, before the before the governor gets on, um, Schillinger is trying to run up on Beecher because Beecher is in his room and won't shower, won't eat, won't come out, won't do anything after he got tattooed on his ass with a swastika. He's just got the blanket over his head. That nigga is full on depressed. Um, so Wellesley, the lady cop, comes in and she's like, "Yo, are you okay?" Uh, he was like, well, if they killed Ortolani, what are they going to do to me? And he was, she was like, you, you gotta, you gotta toughen up up in here. Um, maybe, a maybe you visit with your wife. When's the last time you saw your wife and your family? And he was like, I ain't seen them since this shit went down. And she was like, well, you should set up a conjugal. That brings us to the next part where, first of all, they talk about conjugal visits where your wife can bring you food. Y'all could sit in there and y'all could, you know, fuck whatever y'all could talk. And I don't know about y'all too, but for me personally, a conjugal visit would make me sadder. Because if my mm. wife brings me like some sort of homemade food that just hits like a steak or something like that, that's just like mouth watering and it's so good. The next day I have to go back to eating shit on a shingle again. You no got to Okay, this is this is what I got to say. If you separate, even well, this this will make it even more simple. Every, we love your wife, but let's even take it out of this con- con- context. If you're just around all men, horrible fucking men, mm-hmm. all day long, every day, and somebody says, "I'll give you six hours with a woman," I, I w- I'm I would love it I'm in the moment. The I would love I'm it in the, the moment, but then as soon as it's over. I have to go back to forever how however long it's gonna be trying to remember her smell or her taste while I'm around these same ass men. It's like that. It's like that time where you got that extended uh, in school suspension, but you had but you got a chance to actually go to regular ass lunch and then had to turn around and go back to in school suspension like, in a room by yourself. Fuck. Yeah, that shit was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to see everybody you got to socialize you got to be great because like you know and when they first started in school suspension they didn't have all this shit set up for whereas like you you slid the in school suspend, suspended people in on their own little lunch break thing um so like you got to go to lunch and then you had to like then it was like that walk of shame back like fuck i got to spend the rest of my fucking day it's like that that uh charlie brown music is playing like, no, it's, 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 it's the Incredible Hulk TV show. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Sit over your shoulder. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I, would, I wouldn't I would want a conjugal, especially if I got, I mean, if I got life, maybe. But, dude, like, I don't want my wife coming in here, breaking her back to make me some food and then busting it down and then leaving. And I got to remember, I got to see her walk away. Like, that would kill me. But even more than that, I wouldn't have to fuck with niggas like no, Schillinger. You, you, he didn't get to see her walk away. He had to leave first. Watching a nigga like Schillinger be a fucking savage, the beacher. <laughs> nigga. He said this shit. So the, the fact, the, the most menacing part of him is like, like Brandon said earlier, is just how calm he is with his menace. Like he is just like, you know, I see you got pictures of your family. That's not nice. I got family. Two boys. 
how would you like my two boys to go visit your wife and your daughter? <laughs> my two boys will do whatever I ask them to. 16 and 17, they will maim, they will kill, they will steal. How would you like for them to go meet your wife? Wait, be even better. How would you like for them to go meet your daughter? It's like, yo, you are the dirtiest of bags, sir. There was there was one more thing about conjugal visits that I, I must bring up. Okay. Um... These women are much better people than me. Much, much better people than me. Just much better people. Women are just much better than the men. Because let me tell you something. I love my wife so much. I love her with everything in my heart. If my wife was in prison for life with no parole for murdering a couple on their wedding day for no apparent reason for what I can tell, let me tell you what I'm not doing. Getting married to her. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm just not. Look, I just, I, 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 look, your wife, God bless her, is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman. And the person that you're talking about in the show is probably a wonderful, wonderful woman. But if she's already coming to the prison and busting it down for me in front of the prison, showing me her naked parts in the street. No, no matter who else is watching, she gives no fucks. We got to get married. We he gotta has, get married. I gotta give that to you. We we gotta we gotta. She showed up on her prancer outside with just a coat, nothing else, just a motherfucking coat, nothing else at all. At and no matter time, who else was watching. At that point, and in now time, they ban and now they ban conjugal visits. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. So as soon as they ban conjugal visits, them niggas ran to the door to try and get it done. But when Beecher's wife showed up, it was interesting. Watching Beecher's wife show up for this conjugal visit with him. Uh, first of all, she wore a fucking neckerchief, which is the whitest shit that I've ever seen. That is rich white woman shit times ninety. You know what? You know what I thought when I saw that shit. I was in my head. I was going, "Yeah, the one that I want." <laughs> I got chills. <laughs> 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 oh my god tell me the, more tell me more i was um, doing the motherfucking hand job and everything i didn't give a fuck but the other thing so what came, was her what was her demeanor it was very weird to me that's what i was gonna say beecher wasn't supposed to know that she's talking with his law partner about her getting a divorce and it seemed like the way that she was acting was like she already had one foot out the door Oh, okay. That's what that was. So he already knew, and that's why when she was talking all quick, like she was trying to get in and out, I should make spaghetti, because it seemed like she didn't want to kiss him or touch him or anything like that. He was like, just hold me. Just hold me, because you probably ain't coming back. But she then... Like, I got these noodles, though. I got these uncooked noodles with no salt. I gotta admit. No seasoning. I gotta admit. I gotta admit. That's how I would be. Not gonna lie. Just hold me. <laughs> I, would, you know, I would be her. No, I would be his wife. Yeah, I would be like, yeah, you know, yeah. What what can we do about this divorce? What can what can we do about this? Hey, this nigga hit. Uh, this nigga was driving drunk and murdered a little kid. I don't want to be a part of this. How do I get out? Yeah, the other nigga killed a married couple immediately out of the, after they walked out of the church. But the difference is, he's a gangster. <laughs> Beecher no. is a lawyer. That shit is worse. You can call me a race trader. That shit's fucking worse. Fuck him. So 
No, no, I'm saying the way that they set it up, the way that they set this whole thing up was quite honestly the one thing that I had full on concerns about. I'll, 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 I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. Um, after Beecher's wife and him got done eating unseasoned spaghetti, uh, Beecher walks out and the other dude walks out and they walk into a room. Here's the stupidity of the other guy. They walk into another room, bend over, get the flashlight shoved or shined on their ass. And they find that this dude is keistering drugs at a conjugal. Like grand opening, grand closing. You walk out the room into the next room, they take the drugs. Now your girl is getting locked up too. I know a nigga who's no. keistered drugs before. No. I know, I know a nigga. I know a couple niggas, but one nigga in particular, one dude, we called him Keister because he would, that was his thing. He would just stick shit up his ass. Uh, if he was going into the cells, he was sticking shit up his ass. If the cops came to pull him over, he was sticking shit up his ass. He was just sticking stuff up his ass. The other dude, though, the other dude came to my house when we were about, again, 17, because this is when we lived in Waldorf. Um, he came to the townhouse and he came into the house and he was like, yo, y'all want to smoke? And I didn't smoke. I was what? 15 at the time, six. No, I was 17. So they were 19 and 20. And he was like, yo, y'all want to smoke? And Will's like, nah, I'm cool. And then he started reaching into the back of his pants <laughs> and started digging in his ass. And Will's like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh man, the cops uh, came and pulled me over while I was driving over here. So I had to keister the weed. And he was like, y'all sure y'all don't want to smoke? <laughs> and oh, he pulls no. the weed out of his oh, asshole. No. <laughs> like, no. Shit, that shit smell like skunk weed. Take no. this out. No. no. Yes. Yes. So one of the <laughs> I ain't gonna say his name, but he knows who he is if he's listening to the show. Shout out to you. Um, yeah. He was like, does anybody else want to smoke? He was like, no, nah, man, that's nasty. But the other dude, his nickname was Keister because that's all he was known for. Like he would, he, hey, I think he could shove a, a soda up his ass if he wanted to get it into prison badly enough. Um, How do you know people? Like, how do you know this? <laughs> hey, <laughs> on both sides, California and D.C. Um now, one of the things that you heard in the first episode and you heard a few times in this second episode, especially when uh, Augustus was talking about it, was the term prag. And so I looked that phrase up to see what yeah, it what meant. Yeah, what is that? Uh, it's actually a really offensive term. It means prison fag. Prag? That's what that means? Yeah. It's I've never heard of that. combination of the two, prison and the, the expletive. Uh, homophobic sense, slur though. rather and so um when you are taking somebody and forcing them to do or receive sexual acts and you're making them your prisoner basically you're turning uh, them you. into your prison homophobic yeah. slur that makes sense um so then they show uh groves talking with somebody and Groves is real cool about it when he was like, hey, ain't you the guy who ate your parents? And he was like, I just ate my mom. 
<laughs> that's no, so no, 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 no. I was that's saving my dad of, for Thanksgiving. That's the part. I was saving my dad for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so he was like, that was he, festive. He so said, that's festive. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Like, okay, you you gonna you gonna put the chives on them or you gonna stick clothes in them? Like, what exactly? You know what? I don't want to know. But that motherfucker said I snuck into the morgue to see what Ortolani's body looked like. He looked like a roasted braised chicken. He looked good. <laughs> he looked delicious. <laughs> Does this man have life? Yes. Yes. He has life. But then the other thing he said was uh, Ortolani didn't even scream. Like, yeah, that was weird. Which, no. How no, much because he was they give him? Oh, that's right. Four, he was sedated. Four milligrams. Yeah. They had that nigga. We on know this. One. We know it was four milligrams from the snitch. Thanks, McManus. So then Augustus uh, show they show what happened to Augustus. Augustus was banging a hole through a wall using the headboard. He was knocking it out so hard having sex with his girl that he didn't even hear the cops busting down the damn door. <laughs> like you had to be just. Bang, bang, bang! If you don't hear a fucking battering ram at the door. Why did, hold on, this part I was confused. Why did he shoot that cop? Because he was trying to get away. I guess. He thought he was going to get away on the rooftop. Butt naked. With, with butt naked with nowhere to go. And he just, you know, they said his, his other crime was like possession Gross. of a banned substance. Yeah. He would have been out of jail in like 10 years. He would have been out of jail in like five times. Yeah, five years. He would have been out of jail like five years. But he shot a cop. And so the other cop picks him up and throws him Yeah, what the fuck was that? That shit caught me way off guard. Yo. What was was that? What what movie was that where um it was it was it um that nigga went over the sideline nuts in a buzzer rim? No, but was it I'm gonna get you sucker where he would like where he would throw a nigga down the stairs and throw him out the window? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they just they just fucking they just <laughs> what was that i didn't understand that. i was so lost he, sh- he shot it. a cop he shot a cop and they was like oh fuck this nigga like, oh so it was like let's fuck this person up like, and shooting the cop okay yeah so they were so they were actually they were intending to kill him they just paralyzed him but they threw him off the top of that fucking building like yo, just... like there's other cops up here watching you toss this nigga off a building are you telling me that did 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 Augustus shot, get paid? He did shot Augustus one of them. But, he shot one but, of them, and it was but, like he just, goes at he that just fell. He fell. Yo, yo, it happens. Did Augustus? Augustus had to have got paid for that. <laughs> the nigga fell after he was handcuffed. <laughs> the nigga tripped and fell. It's like the like like those like those instances of these police officers saying that people got shot in the back of the cop car with their hands tied behind their back. Yeah. Yeah, that's accident. what happens. You know, you 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 get in the cop car and then you beat the shit out of yourself. <laughs> to that was an accident. I bet you won't never shoot a cop again. It was an accident. I bet you he wouldn't. That is absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he. I bet he can't stand ever doing anything like that ever. <laughs> Shut up, Scar. Hey, <laughs> but I bet you that nigga don't run no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not running for shit anymore. <laughs> But one of the things that really did hit me, uh, damn, 
I didn't even mean to do that one. But one of the things that struck me, God damn it, in this part was the conversation that Augustus had with him and uh, Adebisi. Yes. I thought that that was just a really, really, really great conversation that they had. Convicted November 6th, 95, possession of illegal substances, murder in the second degree, sentence, life imprisonment, up for parole in 20 years. I don't believe this shit. <sighs> Word. Fiending to see my wife. At least you get to see yours, huh? What you mean? Fucking back. What you think, because I can't walk, I can't fuck? <laughs> so you can't fuck? Yeah! Wait, are we talking getting hot or licky licky? I think we talking in and out, up and down. So we talk. <laughs> Yeah, I thought a nigga could get hard in a wheelchair. Yeah, well, it's easier for some of us than others. You know, some people gotta use a pump. Some niggas gotta use drugs. They get a needle stuck in their dick. <laughs> Yo, the worst one is implants. If they slice your dick open, and they lay in this kind of like a steel rod to keep your shit stiff. Oh, please. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I get hard the old-fashioned way. Yeah, good for you. Only problem is I don't know it. You don't know what? I don't know when I'm hard. You don't know when you're hard? I ain't got no sensation down there, so I don't know when I'm hard. I don't know when I come. My wife got to tell me. You don't know when you're hard? You don't know if I've come? You don't get any pleasure at all? Eh? Yeah. The fuck are you doing it for? For her. You don't know when you're hard. You don't know when you come. You don't feel anything. Why the fuck are you fucking? Because it's my wife. I do it for her. Like, yo. These are much better people than me. Like, that's all I watch when I see this show. Like, these are much better people than me. Well, maybe I'm a better person because... These are are all criminals. It is like... (laughs) If I was in prison for a long time like that, I would just tell my wife, like, Hey man, you need to go live your life. Go find somebody that makes you happy. Don't be waiting on me. That's just I did some stupid fucking shit. Go live your life. Like I don't, I don't know. I I just know if I was on the other side, I'd be like, you know, it depends on how long it is, right? If it's like a couple years, I can do that. But you talking twenty five to life? Mm-mm. I'm in my thirties. I'm not wasting twenty five years. I'm sorry, you call me a terrible person. Five years, I got you. I can do that. I can wait five years for my wife. Ten years. I can wait ten years. After that, I'm a bad person. These are much better people than me. This man is in a wheelchair because a cop threw him off a a fucking building. And he cares about his wife so much that he's like, I'm going to fuck her on my conjugal visits even though I don't feel shit. That's that's, uh, That's devotion right there. <laughs> Dick ain't even working. <laughs> I cannot do it. Did also, I come get? <laughs> also, can't play with my yo-yo. And in oh, his, nigga. his case, in his case, it works. <laughs> oh God. Also, you make your wife do all the work too. 
Like but every, are every you? time she comes to see you, she gotta do all the work. She gotta get on top. Like it's it's not a question. Hey babe, I need you to do the move. <laughs> like, but all of this is for her. So it's really like, I yo, mean, do whatever you need I mean, to do. But also, like this nigga got some real strong arms. He could do some push-ups and some pussy. Like he'll be fine. Like, let's be honest. Man. <laughs> But when he was talking about like niggas getting a dick sliced up and getting an iron steel rod put in there, that oh, I gotta admit, I had a little bit of the feels on that. Like, please, God, don't ever let that happen to me, Bruh. The way the way shit's going right now in my life, I'd consider it. I want to know how any nigga who watched this show, who didn't get fucked by the system, ever decided to do anything bad to go to jail. Yeah, like no. the people. Like, I'm not talking about the people who got fucked over. I'm talking about the actual people who did fucked up shit. How could you watch this show and be like, you know what? I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to do this whatever X, Y, Z fucked up thing for this. Absolutely not. Yeah, this entire show is just a uh, don't go to jail, boys and girls. That's that's the entire that's the that's the entirety of the show. Um, And it's also, like I said, racist ass cops talking differently to black people than they talk to everybody else because that investigator was hella nice to Schillinger. But uh, when Jefferson, and and yes, I do want to point out that I called him Jackson last episode and I want to thank all the listeners who told me that I called him Jackson and his no, name was Jefferson. No, no, I really no. do appreciate it. That's not the name thing that we have to discuss. His girl's name is Mavis. I didn't even know we still made Mavises. Like with the other, the other Mavis that we own, only other Mavis we know of is Mavis Staples. Like we don't know no, no nigga, other Mavis. Look, let me tell you something about Mavis. Westworld. She's a teacher. When she's not around, she teaches typing. Mavis Beacon, I see what you did. Horn there. yourself, thank sir. You. Thank you, thank you. I no. know we don't horn, but you should horn yourself, sir. No. So and aggressively horn yourself. So the cop is talking hella just greasy <laughs> to Jefferson when he don't talk that way to nobody else. Like, hey, you know what? I know it was you, you punk ass. If you don't say something, you're gonna die, you nigger. And then so Jefferson leaves hey, out why, of there. Why do you always put me in the position to defend the white cops? Oh, go why? ahead. Because I got why? I have I have I why? have receipts. You go ahead and defend the cop. Go ahead. Did or did not Jefferson do it? No. Post did it. Stop it. Stop it. Johnny Post did it. And that's what I was going to talk about on, next. On Jefferson's orders, but like he didn't actually do it. Look, watch this. I'm investigating the murder of Dino Ordolani. Lucky me, right? They used to supervise you in the kitchen? Yeah. You ever have any run-ins with him? No. No. He's ordering you around all day. Boy, do this. Boy, do that. And never pissed you off. Never called me, boy. He put your little brother Billy in the hospital. He beat him nearly to death. What line? He was a scumfuck, man. You married Jefferson? What's that got to do with anything? Answer the question. No, I ain't married. You got a girl waiting for you on the outside? Yeah. She know you're a lying sack of shit? Huh? 
If I find out you had anything to do with this, I'm gonna bury you so deep in Jim Pop, she'll never see your black ass again. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't Does defend she know that. know you're a lying sack of shit. Where'd this come from, investigator? It's called leverage. That ain't no Derek. leverage. You a bully. It's called leverage. You're a bully. You didn't talk to the racists like that. You ain't gonna talk to me like that. The so. racist wasn't hot and shit. He just said exactly what he thought. If we're being <laughs> honest, he said exactly what he thought. He didn't hide shit. <laughs> the niggers did it. <laughs> and you know what? Now that I think about it, that fool said that as matter of factly as mumbles on Dick Tracy saying big boy did it. <laughs> big boy did it. <laughs> the niggers did it. <laughs> so then here's the other part that got me was Jefferson, after leaving from talking to the investigator, goes and talks to little Omarion, who all of a sudden <laughs> is hard as fuck after he uh, burns up Ortolani, and this happens. So what do I say when they call me in? You say nothing, Johnny. Nothing. You listen up. I'm going to be running the kitchen from now on, OK? Everything's going to be the same. Until we find out who Wagdino. We ain't selling any contraband to anyone for any reason. Set that rock motherfucker on fire now. Shut the fuck up. I ain't afraid of no fucking goosebumps. Shut the fuck up. Nigga killed one person on command, and when he was told to kill him in the first place, he looked real shook. Now he killed somebody. He's like, I ain't scared of nobody. I'll tell everybody. Sing it from the mountain. His nose up. Right. His his nose opened up now. His nose is opened up. He's got an ice box where his heart used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then uh, Adabisi comes up the stairs and he's like, "Hey, they they're they're about to take me in to investigate me and and ask me questions about uh, Ortolani." <laughs> Jefferson's like, "Yo, man, be quiet. I'm having a meeting, uh, a visit with my girl," and that's when Mavis is standing out on the street with them titties out. And it looks so good that Jefferson was like, yo, I want to get married. <laughs> but the problem is Jefferson, like Scar was saying, or like Brandon was saying, he murdered a, a man and his wife right after they walked out the wedding chapel. Like that is some fucked up timing. He probably did that shit on purpose. Grand opening, grand closing. That shit's so fucked up. And then you got the nerve to want to get fucking married in prison. Brandon really feels this shit. Like he is so about this. <laughs> I got no, I got no sympathy for him. Yo, but he None. he went to the warden and and the warden was like, nah, you can't do it. Well, he went to McManus and McManus was like, I'm gonna see. The warden was like, fuck you, bro. He murdered two people right. at their wedding. That's right. So then I'm the Jefferson. So then Jefferson goes and talks to um, Saeed, and Saeed is like, yo, explain how you know Mavis loves you. And Jefferson says in his best Leon voice, it's the little things. (laughs) At my trial, she was there every day. Just her face. I mean, her smile. Nigga, you horny. Just say you horny. You right? saw her across the street butt naked, and now you need some. But Saeed was like, I'm going to help you out. He went and talked to the warden. The warden said yes. And then here comes punk-ass McManus pissing the bitch because the warden listened to Saeed. 
Yes, because he was like, did you listen to him? I just came to you with the same shit. And he was like, so now that you listen, now that I listen to Saeed and I'm going to do it, you don't want him to get married? And McManus said straight up, yes, I do not want him to get married because that's undermining me. He's not wrong. He's not, but still, fuck McManus. You see, they're going to cancel me for defending all the white people on here. But he's not wrong. He's trying to establish something there. And the warden is like, fuck you, but I'm going to listen to this inmate. Well, the inmate said that he could stop the drugs and he could find out who killed Ortolani. But he find out shit. <laughs> he didn't get a chance because Johnny Post won't close his... Well, no, let me take that back. So then Jefferson gets married, but the only way he can get married is by being... Uh, he has to have a proxy. So... His wife had to be at a Baptist church and the father uh, did the the wedding vows with Jefferson right in front of him, but he needed somebody else for some reason to be there with Jefferson. And so they decided that the best person to be there with him was Adam BC. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I laughed till I cried at that scene because Adam BC. I don't care what anybody says. He's such a funny, he's a monster, but he's a funny monster when he wants to be, and that shit was hilarious. But you know, his the conversation that he had when he was talking about um, old boy getting hard and stuff like that, did he seem a little bit excited? Yeah, because he doesn't, he doesn't, he said his wife was dead. Yeah, like he was, it was just, he seemed like really excited to find so out like by, how this dude, how this dude vicariously. Like, yo, mm-hmm. you live like, that's, that's his, the closest thing you're going to get exactly to porn in there. Yep. He's, he's living vicariously. Like, yo, did you use your tongue or did you use your dick? Like how this work out? Cause it's fascinating one in a, in a very macabre way, but then it's also, you know, it's porn. Hey, tell me, did you from the back? Was it from the side? Like, how do you do that when your body is limp? Like, tell me more. Let me get the lotion and then tell me more. <laughs> Let me get the lotion. You know, one thing that really hit me when I was younger, I really did think COs made hella money. Like, they do I think so. You they think do so. make money off of overtime. It's the same way with cops. Like, cops don't really get paid shit, but. You know, you do the tailgating police, taillight policing, and you can get 20, 30 hours of overtime not doing shit, just following around people. You end mm-hmm. up making six figures. And that's what I was thinking while I was at Jack in the Box. I was like, man, they they must be making crazy money while I'm making this $8. I didn't want to be a CO, but it was just like, man, I saw, you know, them talking about the nice cards and the nice houses, and that makes sense that they were literally making their money off the backs of uh, poor people who were probably scared that they were going to get killed. Here's the thing, though. As terrible as COs are, they also don't get paid enough, just like everybody else in the world. You trying to tell me if I had, if they offered me $50,000 a year to go be a CO, fuck no. I'm not doing that shit. 60000 No. 70 No. 80 No. <laughs> you offered me $100,000 to go be a CO every day in prison. No, I'm not doing that shit because it takes one day, the wrong day, for the wrong prisoner or for me to say the wrong thing to them. I also would try to be like the nice to you, and that would get me fucked up. I couldn't even be the nice to you. I couldn't let them get away with shit or be nice to them because that's going to get me fucked up. I would, no, there's no amount of money you could pay me to be a CO. None. 
I wouldn't because you're when I even thought about it, like when I, I work for the state and when I was applying for a position that would have had me in a facility, not even as a CEO or as anything that would have had me around the uh, inmates, just as an administrative person, an analyst, my mom was like, yeah, but you know, once you step in those gates, you're in prison too, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all it took. You know, and then you start seeing those lockdown shows where people are really like getting locked up. And I was like, no, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to do I could be hard. a warden. I, I'd be a warden. I couldn't. I That's could the person they're coming after first. Yeah, but they're not going to get to you. You want to bet? You on like a, in a prison, you're on a way different floor. They're not going to get to you. Are you though? When I went and visited facilities because I worked um, in a thing called Plata we investigated inmate deaths. So we would go from my office and drive to um, Bakersfield to go and investigate inmates deaths. They would commit suicide overdose on uh, Tylenol. They would get choked out by the cops. They get murdered by other inmates, whatever. We had to go and investigate it. It was kind of like CSI. It was boring as fuck because I sat there and read a whole lot of files and medical records and shit the three times I went but it could it had the potential to be dope but um the warden's office was literally the first door when you walked into some of those facilities <laughs> so it's closest to the exit yes very nice. much so so if it's a riot i'm out i'm out there <sighs> i'm out there they're not getting to me so in this episode we actually get to meet miguel alvarez uh, his girlfriend Maritza is uh, also pr- is pregnant with their child. If you remember in the first episode, they showed him beating the old dude's ass over hitting his car. Um, and so Maritza and him both got arrested and sent to jail together. Uh, Alvarez's dad is also in Oswald State Penitentiary. And this so is his sad. grandfather. What'd you say, Brandon? I said this was sad. Yeah, the thing that hit the thing that hit me, and I wanted to ask y'all about this. Um, there's a scene where father, where the father is talking to uh Alvarez's grandfather, he can't talk to his dad because his dad got his tongue cut out. So he's talking to Alvarez's grandfather because Alvarez is like, Yeah, I got a kid coming, but I don't give a fuck, I ain't gonna go see that kid. And so he goes and talks to the grandfather. And the grandfather is like, yo, I don't even know this kid. And Alvra- and the father is like, yo, you were a horrible father. His dad was a horrible father. Don't you think you should help me break these chains so then your grandson can become a good father? And Alvarez's grandfather was like, I wasn't a horrible father. My son came in here when, when I was 18. I got locked up. My son was already born. Uh, next time I saw my son, he was 18 and it was in here. He was wearing the same outfit as me. And my son was talkative and talked a lot of shit and angered the wrong people and wouldn't shut up. And so one night while he was sleeping, somebody that he had upset, a Haitian dude came in and cut his tongue out. So then I found the Haitian dude and I cut his heart out. Is that good parenting? Yes. No, 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 no. That's what he said. Oh, so you were being a good father. That's what I want to ask. Like, is is, is that legit? Was he legit being a good father by doing that yes. for his son? Yes. Well, 
I would say so. You would do that. I would. Yeah, I know. No, you I would. mean I would. Like if I'm yes. locked up already, yes, I would. Yes. That's a good father. <laughs> he don't even know that nigga. If we being honest, not at all. He don't even know him, and he did that shit for him out of blood, just straight blood. And by the way, they had I did not know BD Wong was in the show. I did not know Ricardo Diaz from Arrow was in the show. We we like, had this conversation last week. We talked about Ricardo Diaz. Yes, oh, I, def- I definitely said that last week. Yes. Oh, I don't remember. That. Oh, no. I said because remember I said that he he lasted too long on Arrow and we wanted him to die much. Sooner no, that you when you said it, you said it like we were talking about. Is that his name? Is is that um... his character's name in Arrow is Ricardo Diaz? Ah, okay, yep, he did talk about. It. I do remember that part. Oh, yeah, that's my that I like that dude. But I was he's from um, Twelve Monkeys too. Yes, my shit. And then um, what you call it? And and also um, what's his name? The 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 Irish dude, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, the rat of all rats. Yes. He also he he's a he's the 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 mayhem in the um insurance commercials. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's the he's the guy. Every you know some shit, some bad shit happened. Like Method Man and Belly. Every time you see him, some bad shit about to happen. So then, uh, after he tells, after he says, you know, I guess that makes you a good father. Which, yeah, I I I do agree. I would I would have done the same thing. If somebody fucks with my kid, it doesn't matter. Especially if I'm not getting out. <laughs> you know, I'm a. If I'm and a Ricardo lifer, Diaz can get out. They say he got parole in two years. No, but I'm saying if I'm a lifer and somebody cuts out uh, my son's yeah. my son's tongue, yeah. I'm a, I'm a murder you. Uh, but then after that, <laughs> Alvarez goes into a room, into a meeting room, and his grandpa his grandpa shows up with what I think is his right hand man behind him. But then I find out he doesn't need his right hand man because he's just got a motherfucking right hand. That old man slapped fire into Alvarez's soul. <laughs> yes. He's, he, told, he told him the Dave Chappelle joke. Like he, he, without that, the I joke, think it's safe to the without face. The, without the joke, he just slapped that nigga. I was like, oh, what the fuck just happened? He like, slapped him. He literally, literally, as my son would say, he literally slapped Alvarez's face crooked on the first glance. And then good. he hugged him. <laughs> that was some good that's some good par- that's some good grandparenting right there. Slap the <laughs> shit out of him. Slap the shit out of him and then said, "Do you know who I am?" And Albert yeah, was like, "Yes, I do." Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I recognize that hand, dog. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Recognize that hand. That nigga pulled his hand back like by the power of great school. <laughs> Oh God! I ain't <laughs> never seen somebody get slapped like that, and he couldn't <laughs> say shit. That just, now the one good thing I will say about this show. Room and say, <laughs> <laughs> this episode gave me hope because I actually saw some good people in Oz. And I was like, okay, everybody's not terrible. BD Wong doesn't seem like a terrible person. Well, he works there. He's a he's a so, fucking priest. So the he, fuck does that mean? That's true, but I mean, also Rita Moreno as a sister Peter Marie. Yes, yeah, she doesn't seem terrible. People. Yeah, mm. so that's two people, and then a warden. Mm. The warden tries. 
He's kind of a pushover. Though. The Warden, but see, the, the Warden got away with one slick line in the first episode that ain't, that not too many people caught. Like he he slid his cousin in M City on the low. Yeah, he <laughs> did. He was like, if you take if you take Alvarez, you got to take this dude. Well, why you want me to take this dude? Because that's my cousin. <laughs> that's how you handle it. But so. I just I can't get past the fact that Alvarez's grandfather slapped him so hard that he became a good father. <laughs> he slapped Alvarez so hard. Next, the next, next thing, thing you saw was that nigga learning how to change diapers. Exactly. The the very next thing after that, he, <laughs> he said it with a cigarette in his mouth with a fucking doll trying to learn how to change. Oh, God. oh I laughed. So that was uh, a bad. Rebido gets called into uh, with the investigator. And Rebido's like, yo, it was a suicide. And the investigator's like, wait, what? The nigga was strapped down and set on fire while he was strapped down. How he set himself on fire while he was strapped down if he committed suicide? And he was like, who told you that? And he was like, God told me. And at first I was like, okay, this his, your track record's now 50-50. And then he kept going. And he was like, nah, God told me that uh, Ortolani wanted to die. And that the shit that he did was all leading up to him dying on purpose. Like he wanted out, which is what we were talking about in the last episode. Like, it seemed like he was doing a lot of shit that was going to end up getting him taken out. And it was, yeah. it was, he was, strange. He, was he was that nigga from Moesha in um, Tales from the Hood. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. He was that dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Rebido is really on it. Like this dude really talks to God. Like, how are they gonna make this shit play out in the future with some nigga who's literally mystically talking to God in jail? But then they were like, "Yo, why don't you go tell, uh, why don't you go tell Shabetta that God told him to stay calm and don't actually do anything to retaliate, just let it go." And he was like, "Yeah, I, I just because I talked to God doesn't mean I'm crazy, All right?" <laughs> so then Ryan Ren or Ryan O'Reilly uh gets a gets sent from uh Gen Pop to Emerald City. At first I thought he was already in Emerald City last I thought he episode. was too. But I guess they just all eat in the same place. Yes. So uh he they they literally put that nigga in Dino's old cell. <laughs> like that is oh just upper level. Um, and so Dino or Ryan goes and talks to um Ortolani or goes to talk to Shabetta. Shabetta's like, Yeah, man, I ain't got no funk with you, but uh, if you tell me who actually killed Dino, I'll appreciate it better. He leaves. Dino or uh, Shabetta goes and talks to his son. His son's name is Peter. Peter's like, Ma's dying. Um, Shabetta is like, oh man, that sucks. And he goes and he talks to McManus. McManus is like, yo, I'll let you go to the hospital to see your wife if you promise not to get mad about, if you promise just ease off this investigation and let us do the investigation on our own. And Shabetta is like, mm. so then we got a way of handling these things. Exactly. So then O'Reilly goes to see the investigator, and the investigator's like, yo, nigga, don't nothing add up in this shit. Like, the guy who had funk with Ortolani somehow ends up 
with the power to get transferred from Gen Pop into this prison right after Ortolani dies. Look, I ain't gonna say nothing, but if I were you, I'd either confess or I'd or take snitch. the nigger out. <laughs> I'd take the nigger out before he snitched on you next. Yep, he set all of that up with that one conversation. He was just like, you know what's gonna happen. So you might want to take care of this shit before it takes care of your ways. And this is the fucking investigator. He's supposed to be on the up and up, but nope. Kill this nigga before he kills you. So O'Reilly goes back and he tells <laughs> Shabetta straight out, yo, I know who killed Ortolani. And the next thing you see is Shabetta walking down the stairs, finding out that his wife died, walking down the stairs, talking about how he wants to set up the funeral and everything. He wants Lena Horne to sing the hymn. He wants that tall actor, you know, the tall one. The tall one in that one movie. You know, the <laughs> right. tall one. What was that? Yeah, and he was just like, oh yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Lurch. Really? You do? You do? You you know who he's talking about? Or are you trying to make up for the fact that when he said, I could be difficult to deal with sometimes, you said, I know you can be. And he kind of looked back like... <laughs> and he looked at him like, nigga, do you remember who you're talking to? <laughs> He didn't say nothing, but he gave. He looked back like, word? Like, word, I'm going to see you when it's all said and done. Um, so Shabetta's setting up the funeral. She's walking down the stairs, and then he breaks down crying over his wife, like literally mourning her, and that was heartbreaking. He mourned her for like three sec or for like three minutes, composed himself, walks into a door, and in that door is Johnny Post, a uh, little uh, Omarion, sitting with his fucking Smurf hat on, um, with tape over his mouth. And Shabetta's like, yo, did you kill him? And he takes the tape off his mouth. And Johnny Post, I swear this nigga's just stupid. First of all, he's in jail for drugs for life. He was going to get, yeah, what the fuck did he do? Right? They didn't even show <laughs> his shit. He didn't even matter. But who in the fuck did Omarion touch? In order for him to be in jail for life with drug possession, command they got to use the scale that they weigh the whales with. Like that's that, that must have been what he was on, right? That nigga's doing a straight up Buck Rogers date for drug pushing. Like how big? And if he's that big of a of a of a push, if he's that big of a drug dealer on the streets, how do he come into prison to become such a sap? <laughs> yes, exactly. They must have got him on Rico. Right? If you're running that much weight, you should not be the nigga who they're like, yo, you're going to go kill somebody today. And then you're I like, think, oh, yeah, I'll take he, on all these he could be He could be the nigga who actually like did something to the actual drug dealer and is like, you got the juice now type situation. But he, he wasn't good enough to handle it. So now he, <coughs> his, he, he locked the fuck up because he wasn't in a position to handle it. Unless that nigga was... Uh, was sticking niggas in lie after he got done murdering them and they found out that he killed like 20 people. There's no way drugs should get you life. I mean, Reaganomics, dog. Not 97. Mandatory minimums, dog. Even then. But that was, they would have said that that was his third strike, though. He would have had to have three strikes. That should be literally, nah, nigga, don't do that. That's five to ten. That's what that should have <laughs> been right there. But this nigga, they say, yo, did you kill Dino? 
and he calls them Dagos, and he's like, I killed him just like I'm gonna kill you. I, I, but before I killed him, I was ready to die. He was ready to die again, exactly. He was like, I fucked him in the ass before he died. And uh, Shabet was like, Yeah, I killed this motherfucker, but before you do, start with his dick. I'm not built for prison, I'm not. (laughs) Because I would have just been snitching. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm I'm, telling. I'm, t- I'm telling. I'm telling or everything. <laughs> like I'm when, telling. when the stop stitching thing was happening, people was wearing that shit on shirts. I was like, I can't be you. <laughs> like, nigga, I'm not. If I'm it's not, not life or death, I'm not snitching. If it's life or death, I'm fucking singing. To the top of my lungs. You know, here's here's what happens to me now. More and more recently, or more and more often, what's happening to me is I am mortally afraid of driving down a street and driving too fast down like it's not like a residential, but it's in a residential area and hitting somebody with my car. That is my fear that I go to jail for vehicular manslaughter. So I go down streets now. I understand now why old people go down streets going like five miles per hour. Because I'm not going to jail for hitting somebody with my car. People are stupid and kids run out the street. Right? And that's exactly how you get locked up with somebody who wants to tattoo a fucking swastika on your ass cheek. Mm -hmm. Also, um, uh, Saeed is doing a great job in in making Jefferson want to become a Muslim. Like, like he, at the, when he set up the wedding and uh, Jefferson showed him the picture of Mavis wearing the, 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 Bride, the, the bridal dress and everything. You see how Saeed slyly said, Asamalaikum. And Jefferson tried to say it back to him. Yes. So, are they, did they ever say why Saeed is in prison? Uh, he, he burned blew- down a white person's uh, building, like a white yeah. person's business. Yeah. So, is he like there a- for life? No. No. Oh, okay. Because here's the thing. I don't know what's going to happen in this. But apparently he but, has like a whole... I'm sorry. No, they're making me like this nigga. I'm like, oh, this is a good dude. He's doing everything right. He's not fucking with anybody. He's trying to keep them out the streets. But I'm like, they're setting this up for him to be something terrible. I know it. I know it's fucking coming. But I'm like, right now, he's the best dude in there. Him and the, and the dude in the wheelchair. But even the dude in the wheelchair, man, I can't defend shooting a cop for no reason. I mean, I can't honestly, defend that. The best dude in there is probably Rebido. Who's that? The old dude who talks to God. Oh, yeah, the old What did he do? Oh. Did they ever say what he did? Oh, when you find out. They get to it. <laughs> <laughs> but what were your thoughts on this episode overall, Brandon? Oh, no, I enjoyed the show. Um, it's a bunch of misery. Um, <laughs> I need to see some, some bright spots at some point. This got to get brighter. It's good misery. It's intriguing misery. I want to see what's going to happen with these characters. I'm starting to like these characters, even after two episodes. But I'm like, God damn, it's nothing but bad shit that happens to these people. Just over and over and over. But I imagine, like, you got to have some good days, at least in prison. It can't be all bad days. I I refuse to believe that. (laughs) I feel like every day in prison is a bad day. It's gonna be the, the 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 cool thing is like knowing what's coming, how some people change uh, when new people come in, like when what was it? Is it Rick Fox when Rick Fox come in? 
Hey, man, come on now. You've already said Ray Fox played in this. Oh, I did? Okay, my bad. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, I did. My bad. Yeah, see, I'm not spoiling nothing that I don't have I, to. I did that. That's my fault. I fully, wholeheartedly, my bad. And like just knowing, I'm I what the thing that I'm enjoying about these episodes the most is like seeing where where all of these people start, knowing where they're going to end, and not remembering the middle part. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I know he's gonna get to this point. I don't remember how he got to that point. Mm-hmm. So that that is the most that's the most interesting part about the rewatch for me is like these these little pieces in like seeing how they're setting up the the a lot of these characters changing with with what's happening in the prison. Um, And I find that to be like highly entertaining. So any thoughts on what's going on? Any guesses on what's going to happen in the next episode, Brandon? Um, I think we're gonna get some more racism from J.K. Simmons. <laughs> He's so good at it. I think that, he makes uh, racism as easily as a good chef makes a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. <laughs> I think Tommy Shepard is gonna uh, start feeling the heat because of what happened to his boy for killing the white dude. I think um, I'm really intrigued by the Harvard dude. That's with the racist dude. Beecher. I don't remember his name. Beecher. Because it's something about him that I'm just like, he's too fucking pitiful right now. At some point, he's going to have to harden up. And I don't really want to see when that dude hardens up. Uh, <laughs> Beecher slowly becomes one of my favorite characters. He's By the end of this, he's top three. Easily. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with Beecher because... His story fascinates me because he's just he's totally not built for this place at all right now. But something's gonna have to happen. Um, and then lastly, um, I really hate the person I hate more than anybody, even more than McManus. No, damn, is the governor. I was gonna say I the governor's a fucking asshole. That dude, man, he's worse than the racist dude. At least the racist dude has some principle. Like he stands by his fucking principles. They're and terrible just, principles, but he stays just, by them. We told you last week it was like, fuck the governor. And he was like, really, the governor that bad? No, fuck him, for real. Hey, did fuck. you see the part where he gave them hope? Like, yeah, we're going to uh, get more money for the prisoners, and how we're going to do it is by shutting down all conjugal visits. So in the first episode, all <laughs> he said, No, went, no, no. He said, we're going to shut down conjugal visits because that'll save the state $3 million. Three million dollars. That's it. Even in nineteen ninety-seven, three million dollars. What is that? A, a half a percentage of the state budget? One percent? Not no. Definitely not one percent. What? That's nothing. That's peanuts. And then, like the other TV show that I saw that dude to play the governor in, he still played a real. He played a real shit bag. He played in True Blood, and he was a he was like a vampire, but he was like a vampire judge type dude. So he was like an upper echelon vampire judge. Still a fucking douchebag. I still hated his fucking guts. I was so mad. I can't believe he got up on that screen and said that shit. You know, this um, is a what they say. This is a win for no. Wait until he shows up to the prison. Just wait. Oh, so he's a reoccurring character. Oh yes. <laughs> oh okay. 
wait till he shows up there. That's when that's when it all changes. So oh, and that's next, when it all gets worse. So the next episode, episode uh three, is called God's Chilling. Um and I'm definitely looking forward to talking about it. Uh, y'all can follow us on Twitter at Return to Oswald. Um, that's no spaces, no underscores. It's spelled just the way it sounds. Return to Oswald. Um, and you can check us out on iTunes. Leave a review. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the show so that you can get it uh, as soon as it shows up each episode. Uh, as I said, we're going to try and have these out every Wednesday. Um let me see what else. Oh, our email address is return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, oh, damn, we got an email, we got a separate email for this. Yes, I thought you were just used to hindsight email, huh? Yes, as long as they're available, I'm gonna take them. <laughs> you never know when somebody might need that email and pays me for it. Um, but yeah. Check us out. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Share the show. Subscribe to the show. No matter where you're at, just go ahead. If you listen to us on Spotify, go ahead and just hit the follow button. Uh, so then you can get these shows as soon as they come out. Uh, Scar, got anything? No, oh, man. Uh, thank y'all for checking us out. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for everybody that showed up for me this weekend. My 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 candle and wax melt business just kind of blew up this weekend. Like I went and did some deliveries at home. I went to like five different places to do deliveries, and then one of my friends posted a post enjoying what she got, and everybody was like, "Real." And like, I got like six, like six orders back to back to back to back. I was in here packing boxes. Like I finally got them uh, uh, shipped out to the post office today at lunch. So Rashana, yours is uh, on the way. You are going to love what I actually wrote on your invoice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, man, it's, it's like really cool because I sat around for like a month trying to figure out like, how am I gonna get all of these things sold? And like things really started moving. And I, I think everybody that has, you know, that's done anything, even just went to the website, like I appreciate y'all, ptcachandcrafted.com. And the website is in the uh, show notes. Um, also, Brandon, you've been working hard at uh, putting together a website. Yeah, so... Uh, one of the websites is up. It's called nerdobserver.com. It's kind of a conglomerate of all the different podcasts we do. But each podcast is going to have its own website by the end of this week. Um, and then we'll have that out to you guys. But um, right now, they're just uh, go check out nerdobserver.com and see everybody, all the other shit we do. And also, we're going to have some people writing for that shit, too. So that's dope. Definitely. And hopefully movies will come back and Rashani and I can get back to reviewing movies. Um, like new movies, not stuff that's yes, hindsight. Even though we are going to go ahead and end up reviewing or discussing uh, the Colonel Sanders movie that Lifetime is going to put out. By the way, <laughs> I don't mean to get off topic. Did you see Unhinged? Did you no. watch that with Russell Crowe that no, just came I, out? I, no, because I knew. Why do I want to watch a movie about an old white man getting mad because he gets cut off in traffic? My wife wanted to watch this movie. I said, what is unhinged? I come upstairs to watch it. This movie is fucking insane. 
It's, it's, is, is it like the new version of Falling Down? It's insane. This nigga is angry as shit because he got cut off to the point that he's fucking murdering people and destroying. Like, he played it like Unhinged is literally the perfect title for that film. He is literally off his fucking chain on this shit. It's, it's a, I mean, it's not a good movie, but so, it's entertaining because it's ridiculous. So it's like, like somebody remembered that story about D'Angelo and that lady that was in traffic and they just expanded it. <laughs> to the extreme. <laughs> to like the most extreme you could think somebody would get in a big ass fucking truck angry as shit driving down the road. I think it's something that's interesting. But yeah, I can't wait till new movies come out. Um, the HBO Max thing, people are mad, but we get some movies, so at least we oh, get yeah. that. Because I ain't going to no fucking movie theater Hell at all. No, I they tried like to send to me. The... They sent like me a screener to... for Tenet back when it came out. Send me a screener. Go see Tenet. Um, are you sending it to my house? No, I'm not going to the movie theater. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I still, I still want to see that. I just it comes out next week. I'll see it when it comes out on on Voodoo. Other than that, no. No, I'm not dying over no movie. Hell no. I love movies, but I don't love them that much. Like, I could sit in the house. I just watched Mulan uh, last night. Or, yeah, yeah, yesterday I watched how, Mulan. How terrible was Mulan? I saw it when I went to, went to see The Mandalorian. I saw that it was actually there now. Um, and you ain't got to pay no extra. But, like, it, it looked terrible because of how you make Mulan with no Mushu. Like, this is bullshit. You know what? Um, as somebody who only saw the cartoon version once, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought the wire work at some points was a bit overdone. And the way that they were acting while the wire work was going on was like, it looked like something out of Black Dynamite. But by and large, the, the karate was excellent. The story was... So they, so they went Crouching Tiger with it? More or less. Not complete Crouching Tiger, just in certain scenes. Like with their her. doves. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it works out, though. And then I also saw a movie called Fury, which I'm begging everybody to watch. Um, about a Vietnamese mother whose uh, daughter gets kidnapped and she goes and literally it's a it's a martial arts movie and it's on Netflix it's dope like really please watch that and support it um, and then one of our um, friends on the Facebook group named uh, John uh, told me about Peppermint uh, so I watched Peppermint Right at the right before I watched Mulan, and Peppermint was incredible. Like that was the straight up revenge movie. And sometimes you just want to see a good revenge movie, and that was it by far. Like I recommend all three of those movies to anybody who wants to see a good movie this weekend. But that's about it again for uh Brandon and Scar. I am Derek. And I want to thank y'all so much for checking us out. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace out.
simulcast. Don't know my name, you say.